Greetings and salutations, and welcome to the Trash Fire Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. And I am, of course, that host, Skits M. Jones. Let's kick off the episode, as we always do, with a look at upcoming events. Uh, this Friday, December 27th, I will be at the Comedy Shrine in Aurora. Uh, it's myself, Walid Ismail, Brooke Sullivan, Derek J., and Des Rooney at the 10 o'clock show. Not the 8 o'clock show. I don't know what the 8 o'clock show is. I'm sure it's great. Come for the 8 o'clock. Stay for the 10 o'clock. They're two different shows. But make sure you come for the 10 o'clock show. That is the one that I am on. Uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, and that'll be my last show of 2019. Um, it was a busy year. Uh, as I've mentioned in past podcasts, I, I had uh, six wrestling shows this year uh, at the start of the year before I left the business. Four gigs with Uncouth. Um, uh, we've also been very deep in the process of writing uh, for our upcoming LP, uh, which will be dropping in 2020. I've done seven guest appearances on various podcasts, and I've done 35 booked stand-up shows, which, you know, for my first full year of really doing this, uh, I, I take that as a, a, a pretty good year. Um you know, obviously, I would like more in 2020, and uh, I'm definitely working to try and make that happen. Uh, I've got two gigs scheduled for January already, uh, plus two major undertakings that are in the works for February. Uh, but none of these things have been officially announced yet, so for now, you'll just have to wait to find out what they are. Trust me, though, it's going to be fucking worth it. Um... I'm, I'm working real hard on making something happen that I've been trying to make happen for the past three fucking years. Uh, and it, it looks like it's finally going to happen. Um, I can't even express how excited I am uh, for, for that to come through. But I can't announce it yet, so you're just going to have to stay tuned. Um, in the meantime, um, as far as the podcast goes... Uh, I've, I, uh, this is the last episode for 2019. Uh, I'm taking a, a, a brief break, um, after this episode, you know, I've, I've been going at it pretty hard doing two episodes a week for however long I've been doing this. Um, I've probably dropped, you know, 80 something episodes, maybe more. I don't know. It's been, it's been a lot. And um, you know, I, I want to kind of restructure the format. I've got some ideas. I've got some segments I want to add, uh, some, some other elements I'm, you know, working on playing with the release schedule. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if the Wednesday, Saturday is best, you know, because if I have a show on Saturday or something or something big happens over the weekend, I don't get to talk about it until Wednesday, and then, uh, you know, anything that happens, uh, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, I then don't talk. Like it, it, trying to figure out what the best schedule is. Um, and then, you know, with the addition of new segments for the podcast, do I keep it to, you know, roughly a half hour? Do I extend? Uh, do I do still two weekly episodes and have one segment or, or another on one episode and a segment or another on the other episode. Um, 
you know, especially uh, I've added elements of research, you know, to the to the podcast as I dive into, uh, you know, some of the musical choices and then the backgrounds of those bands and stuff like that. So it's it's become an undertaking the more value I try to put in the podcast, you know, um, and then just making sure I have enough fresh content to talk about. So when I come back in January, um, will it still be a half hour twice weekly? Will it be an hour weekly? Will it be somewhere in the middle? Um, I don't know yet. I don't know what it's going to be. Um, but we'll find out in January. Uh, and when I come back in January, I'll be able to announce, uh, the, the gigs I have and stuff like that. So it'll be a a big coming back. Um, but in the meantime, you know, it's the holidays, it's Christmas and shit like that. And it doesn't feel like it. If I'm being honest, um, you know, I, I worked yesterday, which was Christmas Eve. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not seeing any of my family, for the holiday, uh, either because they're no longer with us or, um, they're, you know, spending time with other family that they're attached to, or, um, you know, my, my dad, uh, recently had eye surgery, so he is in rest and recuperation. Uh, and, and so it was decided it's not the best time, you know, to, to visit. And so, I'm just kind of not, not really feeling it, you know, none, none of it feels festive. None of it feels particularly Christmassy. Um, yeah, I just, I I find I don't care, you know, this year. I, I just, I kind of don't care. Um, but I did go see, uh, two of the big holiday weekend blockbuster films. I know in the last episode I mentioned that I saw the new Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I also went and saw Cats, and I enjoyed Cats. And I would even argue between Star Wars and Cats, I would go see Cats again before I would go see Star Wars again. Um, And I realize that's going to be controversial to some people, including uh, probably one of the people that I saw Cats with, who also saw Star Wars. Um, but the more I think about Star Wars, the more I don't like it, uh, which is fine. That's absolutely fine. I don't have to like it. Um, I will explain why I, I didn't care for it. Um, I feel like the pacing was awful. Uh, they crammed two movies worth of plot into one movie and did so with the the first of the two movies essentially rushed into the first third. Uh, it undid a lot of the things that I liked most about the last movie, which was uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Um, spoiler alerts, uh, if you care for such things. Um, but at this point, you've probably already heard. Uh, Rey uh, was retconned into being someone as opposed to being uh, a nobody. Uh, Rose, who was introduced in the last episode and, and was one of the main characters, was buried in this film. Uh, the idea of Luke uh, fucking off to hide like both of his teachers before him did, like a lot of Jedi seem to do, 
uh, was kind of pissed on and, you know, a, a lot of what kind of made a lot of that make sense was, was kind of pissed on. Um, there's, they established a bunch of shit in the first, uh, of, of the new trilogy, The Force Awakens, that they never answered, uh, by the end of the trilogy. And the fact that J.J. Abrams did the first one and the third one, uh, means that any of those story notes that he set up in the first movie, he probably should have been able to tie up in the third, but he just didn't. Um, now, uh, that being said, I've heard that there are a lot of points, uh, and, and a lot of, a lot of things that happened in the new Star Wars movie that are being explained or filled in by the tie-in novels and comics. And I'm going to be honest, I don't like that. Uh, and I think it's going to be a problem if both Star Wars and Marvel start doing that, where you, uh, have to pay attention to all of the content in order to enjoy any of the content. Um, you know, there's rumors that, uh, Marvel will start doing that with the Disney plus streaming shows where you'll have to watch, uh, you know, um, WandaVision or you'll have to watch, uh, Winter Soldier and the Falcon or is it Falcon and Winter Soldier? I don't know. Either way. Or you'll have to watch Loki, and you'll have to watch all those series in order to understand what is happening in the movies. And that's going to be a problem for me, because I don't have the time. I loved Jessica Jones when it was on Netflix. I still haven't watched the last season, because I just don't have the time. Um, and if it's going to be mandatory for me to watch all of the streaming shows for me to go to the theater and see the Marvel movies, I'll probably just stop seeing the Marvel movies. Same with Star Wars. If I have to watch all of the animated uh, series that come before to understand things, if I have to read all the comics, read all the novels, watch whatever shows are streaming on Disney Plus. If I have to buy into all of that in order to go to the movies and see the movies, I won't see the movies. That's just how it's going to be. I hear The Mandalorian is great. I haven't seen it. I don't have a Disney Plus. I don't have the time. I don't have the time to watch half the streaming shit that I have currently. Um so yeah, if I have to invest in every tie-in for every property, that is falling under the Disney umbrella. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm just not. Uh, I hope that these are just rumors and not uh, going to become the status quo. You know, I, I don't mind if, you know, if there's something that's in one of the tie-in novels or something that makes uh, something that's essentially inconsequential to the plot but still happens if it gives something more meaning or is a little wink and a nod to a different fandom, stuff like that. That's fine. You know, I don't mind the, the tie-ins, uh, deepening the appreciation, uh, for each, you know, film, but, you know, I invested 11 years or so in the Marvel movies, you know, and, I had more time when that was happening, but now that the infinity gauntlet saga is over 
and the trilogy of trilogies of Skywalker-based Star Wars movies are done, I, I'm curious to see what is going to happen with both of these major franchises under the Disney umbrella. Um, you know, some of it I'm, I'm excited for, uh, but I'll be honest, a lot of it I probably just am going to start falling off of. Uh, and if that means I fall out of touch with the cultural zeitgeist a little bit, well, shit happens. You know, what can you do? Um, yeah, that said, uh, Star Wars was fine. If you enjoyed Star Wars for the sheer spectacle of it and the sheer Star Warsiness of it, that's cool. I bear you no ill will. Uh, you know, I, I feel like... The Toxic Fanboys won a little bit, um, and I'm not saying if you enjoyed the, the new Star Wars, you are one of them, but like I said, the making Ray have to be someone, the burying Rose in the background, you know, all of that kind of stuff, uh, it really felt like uh, they capitulated to every complaint about The Last Jedi, um, and that bums me out. Because I liked The Last Jedi. I think of the, the new trilogy. It's the one that took the most chances. And there's something to be said for taking a swing, even if it misses. Which brings me back to Cats. Uh, that was a wild swing. Um, it missed. Uh, it definitely wasn't what I think they wanted it to be. Um, but it is kind of fantastic. Uh, the CGI is a little wonky at times, but not near as bad as I was expecting. I know I saw the patched version, which is also a weird thing that they are now patching films while they are in mid-release. Um, and I think that's a, that's a problem with Hollywood now is we set release dates for shit that ain't ready. Sometimes we set release dates for shit that hasn't even begun production yet. And I think, I think that's a bad trend and it's going to result in a lot of things being released unfinished. Um, kind of like video games, you know, uh, I, I'm not a huge gamer, but I hear all the time about these major, uh, games that are, are dropped and, uh, you know, essentially the players are now the beta testers. They used to have to pay people to beta test the games, play them, look for bugs, things like that. Now, the, the people buying the, the games are beta testing the games because the games are being released unfinished to meet, you know, release date expectations. Um, and I really don't want that to start happening with movies, you know, where the first people to see the movie are seeing an unfinished shitty version that's then going to be fixed after, um... You know, I, I, I don't want that to become a trend, but I feel like it probably will because we just allow it to happen. We allowed it with video games and now we're going to allow it with movies and that's fucked up. Um, but that being said, like I said, the CGI, a little wonky at times. Uh, one of the main problems is one of the, the elements of cats is the performances, the, the dancing, the choreography, the, the movement and having it all layered over with CGI cat effect um, distances 
us as viewers from the reality of the spectacle of what the performers are able to do. You know, the main lead is a, a, a ballet dancer, um, but with the the movement and the musculature of the body being covered in a layer of digital fur, uh, and then the, the gravity of, of movement, you know, the, the body moving against gravity itself and moving against its environment is also removed because of the added CGI level. So there's never, it never really feels like anything is in contact with anything else. Um, and that is a shame. Um, the vocal performances are wild, uh, especially uh Jennifer Hudson. Oh my god. I'll I'll get to that in a moment. But you know, I went into Cats expecting full-on insanity. And I know the source material is also kind of full-on insane. Um but once you kind of buy into the movie, it plays by its own rules, you know, it establishes a mythology and sticks to it unlike a previous movie that I was just talking about. Um and, you know, there's a clear set of stakes. This this is what is at stake. This is what everyone is working toward. Uh, and it, 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 it makes narrative sense once you understand kind of what it is. Like, it's all, it's all nonsense and gibberish. But once you buy into the nonsense and gibberish, then you're on board. Um, the, the source material, like I said, always kind of a mess. Uh, this was the the most like coked out fever dream that Android Andrew Lloyd Webber ever put together. You know, a lot of the songs don't even follow like a, a song format. They're just, it's, it's music happening, but it's not a song. If you know what I mean? Uh, like it, it lacks any sort of, some of the songs lack any sort of, you know, verse or chorus or bridge. They're just segments of music that, because they're all one narrative, it's called a song. I don't know, it's a thing. But um, everyone in it swings for the fences. Everyone is giving it everything. Um, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, I was also in the right mindset to enjoy it, uh, for what that's worth. But I would see it again. Um, especially now knowing what I'd be getting into. Uh, and like I said, Jennifer Hudson... Holy shit. So here's our music recommendations. Memory uh, by Jennifer Hudson off the Cats soundtrack. Have your tissues on standby because she absolutely crushes it. She infuses this song with so much emotion and so much hurt. It is fucking wild. It is so good. Uh, watching this weird... CGI human cat hybrid with Jennifer Hudson's face on a weird cat body that was slightly disjointed, even with all of that happening, I fucking wept. So yeah, listen to that song. Uh, if you, if you want to ball your fucking eyes out. Um, so yeah, that's the first music recommendation. I don't, I don't have much else to add to that. Um, the next music recommendation I want to give you, because it is Christmas, 
So to get into the Christmas spirit by mourning the death of it, uh, listen to Carol of the Bells by Me and My Shadow, which is stylized uh, MXMS. Uh, you can find them on Spotify. They are a, a wonderful funeral pop electronic duo um, that that takes and deconstructs Carol of the Bells and makes what can be a, a joyous ringing of celebratory bells into a, a tolling of bells marking a dirge driving straight to the grave. You know, it's it's fantastically creepy. Um and I, I'm a huge fan of Me and My Shadow. I'm surprised this is their first time making the recommendations list, but somehow it is. Uh, if you've enjoyed past recommendations like Vows or um, uh, Hot Pink Satan, uh, they recently toured with Hot Pink Satan. Um, you know, if you enjoyed uh, She Wants Revenge, you know, if you're into that style, that kind of dark wave, synth wave, like I said, funeral pop, electronic, like me and my shadow fits in with that, but, but darker, like it, it's, it's a, a more somber, um, you don't necessarily dance to me and my shadows. You kind of sway a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's a great song. Uh, it's a great cover of a, of a traditional Christmas song. That explains my Christmas mood this year. So, yeah, Carol of the Bells, Me and My Shadow. Uh, both those songs, Memory and Carol of the Bells, will be on the Trash Fire of Talk podcast recommendations playlist, which is on Spotify, and you can find it by searching Trash Fire of Talk podcast recommendations, or just find my username, Skits Jones, S-K-I-T-Z-J-O-N-E-S, which coincidentally is also... Uh, where you can find me on all the social medias, your Instagrams, your Twitters, etc. S-K-I-T-Z-J-O-N-E-S. That's also my Venmo and my... Uh, 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 that's my Venmo, if you want to Venmo me some money for the holidays. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. Whatever. Um, so yeah, there's your music recommendations. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will kick into the tarot read. So stay tuned for that. Welcome back. And now it is time for the tarot read. Not the tarot read. Uh, that's, that's someone different. Uh, she was fantastic in Josie and the Pussycats. That's a great movie, by the way. Yeah, I'm going to recommend it. Watch Josie and the Pussycats. No further context needed. Just go do it. Also listen to the soundtrack. It fucking bangs. Um, anyway, uh, the, the tarot card that I've pulled, it's coming out of the This Might Hurt Tarot deck by uh, Isabella Rotman. And the card I've pulled is the Knight of Pentacles. Uh, the Knight of Pentacles is a grounded card. Uh, it is a, a card that is about work and duties and responsibilities and you know, shouldering what you got to shoulder, you know, having work ethic, putting in the effort, being reliable. Um, if the, if the Knight of Pentacles is someone in your life, they're someone who is going to be, you know, nose to the grindstone doing the work. 
and there's someone you're you're going to want to follow in that because the the work they're doing is the the good kind of work you know it's not it's not stupid little grudge work or um you know piddly busy work or whatever it's it's the work toward a goal you know that's that's the big thing about the knight of pentacles you're you're working towards something you you have you have things to accomplish and now's not the time to cut corners now is not the time to you know procrastinate put in the effort that needs to be put in to make the thing happen because as you accomplish the goals and you put in the work that needs to be done on whatever it is you're doing right now, it's sowing the seeds and, and building the foundation for what's going to come next. You know, the, the Knight of Pentacles is, is a work card. It's not a, a revel card. You know, we've had some revel cards in past episodes. This is a work card. And sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need to just buckle down and do the hard stuff. And that's what this card is saying. You know, if you've got some shit that you are responsible for, don't shirk that responsibility. Fucking take that shit. Um, you will be better for it in the long run. You know, people will see the effort that you were able to put in and will trust you with more things. Or they'll let you pursue the things you want to pursue. Or, you know, you'll just actively be doing the thing that you want to be doing. So that's what this card is all about. Um, putting in that work and, you know, I, I look forward to putting in the work on all of the things that are coming up in the new year. There is so much that I'm excited for so much. I'm ready for so much. I'm grateful for looking back at 2019, like 2019 was a shit show fucking year. Um, there was so much nightmare in so much of the year, so much drama, so much hassle, but also so much good shit, and it's easy to lose sight of that. And I think it's important that, you know, as we as we close out the year, and I mean, time is meaningless, you know, like, what does the turning of one year to the next actually really mean to your life? Um, you know, the, the calendar year. I mean, obviously, years take their toll uh, on, on, you know, the body and whatnot. But like, December 31st to January 1st, how much really changes? What does it really mean? Um, we, we ascribe meaning to it. And I think as, as we do that, we need to be honest with ourselves and, and really take stock, not just of the shit show that was 2019, but also the positive things that came. Especially because 2020 is also going to be a shit show. If you think things have politically been ugly in this country, oh boy, wait till election season. It's gonna be a mess. Oh, I can't wait to talk about the elections because it's gonna happen. I'm gonna, I know I didn't come into this podcast with the intention of it being political, but hey, the personal is political and the political is personal. So it's gonna come up, I'm sure. I'll, you know, pay more attention to the primaries. I've been loosely watching the primaries, but uh, I already kind of know where I align versus a lot of these candidates. Um, but hey, that's that's for next year. For this year, you know, look at look at what's happened and take lessons from the shit that went awry and be grateful for the shit that went well. Like I said, this has been an incredibly successful year for me in terms of performing. And it's 
you know, planted the seeds for a lot of great things to come. I've been building, like I said, with that tarot card, I've, I've been building that, uh, um, foundation, <laughs> blanked on the word foundation. I've been building that foundation for what I want to build up from there in 2020. And, you know, so 2019 wasn't a bad year. It was a year. It had its ups, it had its downs. Y'all came with me for a lot of it by listening to the podcast or, you know, knowing me in person or following me on social media or whatever you've done. And I appreciate each and every one of you. And I'm grateful and I thank you. And I look forward to chatting at you all again uh, in January. If you have any thoughts about the podcast or things you want to see when we come back next year, Drop them on the social medias, S-K-I-T-Z-J-O-N-E-S on Instagrams and whatnot. Uh, or email me, skitsmjones at gmail.com. Or if you have the Anchor app, you can leave me a, a voice message. Uh, or, you know, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, do the uh, rate and review thing. All the things. Do all the things. Or don't. You know, whatever. It's up to you. I'm not telling you how to live your life. I'm going to tell you this one thing, though, and that is, as always, keep that trash fire burning.